Welcome to Pivot Point of View. This is Becky Pearson, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you health and wellness tips for you and the horse you rode in on. And again, you know, if it affects your life, you know, if you're saying, man, I haven't been able to, to go or walk, walk my dogs more than just down the block for years. Well, you know, again, most of the time there's things that we can do that are simple or, or conservative that can help alleviate those things and help you enjoy life more. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Becky Pearson with Pearson Physical Therapy, and I am joined today with Dr. Joshua Ray from uh, North Platte, and he is a podiatrist. Welcome. Dr. Ray, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and um, just give us some of your background, we'd love to get to know you better. Yeah. yeah, so I'm a podiatrist located in North Platte. I've been here approximately five years practicing in uh, central western Nebraska. Um, I trained or I grew up in Idaho and uh, first thought I wanted to be a veterinarian and so I went to uh, school and graduated in animal science and decided partway through that I wanted to get into you know human medicine I guess I always knew I wanted to be a doctor or, or perform medicine and decided to uh, look at human medicine as I put my vet school on hold um, and fell in love with podiatry and you know the act of getting people to walk better and, and working with that and so then I went to uh, podiatry school in Cleveland, Ohio, and did a three-year surgical residency in uh, New Jersey. When I was in uh, Oklahoma, I had met a uh, friend who, uh, well, they were both friends, but he married a girl from Burwell, Nebraska. And so he had told me about the Sand Hills. And uh, as soon as I'd heard about the Sand Hills, I knew it was a place that I wanted to uh, live. And so I spent many study breaks uh, checking the, uh, the farms of Nebraska for sale and, and uh, had set my sights on uh, finding a place to practice pretty much in between Scotts Bluff and Grand Island. And it just happened to work out in North Platte. And, and so then I uh, do some traveling you know, for some satellite clinics. I go to Ord, uh, uh, Lexington, Gothenburg, Cozad, and then obviously see patients here in, in uh, North Platte as well. Great, great. I had no idea. Um, I myself um, have, uh, I'm not a Nebraska native. I grew up in Minnesota and um, fell in love with the Sandhills when I came on a vacation with some friends and um, always loved to ride horse. And um, I just thought the Sandhills were so pretty and you could just get on your horse and ride forever. So um, it, it really is a neat place. And I'm thankful that um, it's kind of, a, uh, kind of a hidden treasure, if you'd say, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily know how great it is once you get off the interstate, I think. Oh, oh yes. I, you know, everybody goes, oh, you'd make that drive from east to west and you got Nebraska and it's just, you know, six hours of ugliness. And I've never thought that I, you know, and it, especially when he told me what was north of the highway here, you know, or I just was, I was enthralled and I've done, a, had done quite a bit of research. And, and when I first told my wife, we wanted to move to Nebraska, she's from Oklahoma, um, which she's, you know, used to wide open spaces and stuff too. But First, she's like Nebraska, and then she she loves it here too, and this is where we hope to stay. So, great, great. Well, we're really glad to have you. Um, so, you touched on it a little bit. Why uh, why podiatry? Just that that goal of getting people to walk more normal. What really has um, spurred the interest to dive deep into podiatry? Yeah. So I, you know, when I had taken it, I was accepted to vet school and kind of started feeling uneasy about committing to that. Uh, part of it was I'd love working with animals, but I didn't really have a desire to work with small animals and I wanted to own my own 
horses and cows and you look at veterinarians and not many of them have their own horses and cows because they probably get sick of working with everybody else's. But, uh, and so I shadowed a bunch of different doctors and, you know, orthopedists, dermatology, family practice, urology. And somebody said, go, go shadow podiatrist. And my first instinct was no way. I I mean, who would want to do that? And he said, no, go, go see what he does. And so I did. And I, I went one day and I ended up spending a whole month. I went every day for a whole month and spent, spend there. I was, I just was fascinated with all the things. Everybody thinks, Oh, it's just feet, but there's so many things out there with your feet. There's, you know, there's diabetes, you know, that affect the feet greatly and dealing with those complications of wound care. Um, and you know, keeping people healthy, there's sports medicine, people sprain their ankles all the time or, or, you know, injure themselves that way. There's, there's surgery that can help correct them. There's conservative care, things that you can do to you know, regenerative medicine with the feet. And just, I was just amazed at the variety of everything. You know, my first instinct was, oh, a, a hammer toe and a ingrown toenail, you know, or a wart. And that's all it was. It's going to be the same thing every day. And for me, it's not the same thing every day. It's, you know, different things of getting people to enjoy life. Cause you know, again, if you got a hurt tooth or a hurt hand, you can kind of mass those somewhat, but if you can't, if your foot hurts, you really can't walk, which affects pretty much everything we do in life, you know, whether it's work, play, or, or enjoying our families or whatever. And throughout all spectrums of life, we find that when people get older and they can't weight bear and they can't walk, then that affects, you know, so much of their independence and mobility, even down to their ability to stay continent. Um, you know, if, if they can't walk, then they, they just have so many more issues. So yeah. Yeah, hugely, hugely important. Um, can someone just come to you without a referral? If their feet are hurting or their ankles, can they can they just call up your clinic and get in, or do they need a referral from someone? Yeah, most uh, in Nebraska, most insurances allow you just to come in without a referral. There's probably a very minor, you know, low percentage that may require a referral. Um, sometimes, like just for instance, the the you know veterans VA type things usually there needs to be a referral or uh, to come see us but other than that most commercial insurances medicare medicaid uh, those insurances you do not need a referral to come see us um so you touched on this a little bit earlier about regenerative medicine are you doing some new do you have some new advancements and are you doing some regenerative types of medicine yes yeah, the, the hard part is a lot of that's not covered by insurance and things. But uh, in my residency, I had met a guy who had been working with uh, amniotic membrane, more specifically, and a little bit with the uh, PRP, which is the uh, platelet enriched plasma. Um, but so we did a lot of uh, research in our residency on amniotic membrane. Um, and what that is, is placental tissue from babies that are born healthy, they take all those growth factors and proteins that help produce that baby. And they put it into, you know, there's an injectable forms and there's, you know, solid, uh, more like sheet forms that we use to wrap tendons or nerves during surgery. Um, but more, more, you know, the regenerative type medicine without doing surgery, we do a lot of injections um, where someone who may have a, an Achilles injury, for instance, their Achilles tendon is injured and, and we treat them, you know, conserved for a few months. It's not getting better. And we say, well, let's get an MRI. Let's take a look at this, see if it's actually torn. And you send them, they got a t tiny partial tear, but they, you know, they definitely got something clinically palpable there on their Achilles tendon, or they can fill a bulge on it. And, you know, they're not really, you're like, man, Achilles surgery is, 
it's a long recovery. It's a full year. Can I do something that can shorten that? And so we've done, you know, for instance, things like that to do uh, uh, Achilles tendon uh, injections where um, do that and we keep them uh, partial weight bearing for a month and then kind of turn them loose. And after about three months, they've, you know, a lot of the time feel an improvement and are able to avoid surgery in a lot of cases. Uh, you know, I did some of my senior research and my residency on that. And uh, we were able to help a, a large portion of people avoid having to go through a surgery with all the, you know, pain and rehab and, and recovery of those kind of things. Would that benefit someone that has a lot of arthritis in their ankle? So that's uh, some other things that they're doing with that. Um, again, our research was very limited with the arthritis. We found more that it helped in tendon surgery and nerve surgery or, or, or excuse me, more tendon problems, nerve problems than more in joints. But there are some studies that show that there is a benefit of, of doing that in uh, ankle joints or big toe joints or things like that. Um, I've done that obviously less uh, to a degree. Um, but in early arthritis, I do think that there is some, some value in doing those injections. Hmm. Yeah. I also did a little bit of reading on like a ankle replacement um, yeah. and had a, a friend of mine that had a severe ankle injury when he was young and now he's getting a lot of arthritis in there. And um, he and I had talked about different stem cell things or, you know, is he more of a candidate for like an ankle replacement? Um, and, and I think a lot of times people avoid going necessarily to the doctor because they're afraid of what you guys are going to say or that you're going to have them go through a pretty extensive surgery. Can you give me a, an idea of what uh, the process is, what, what you would go through, let's say in his case where he has severe ankle um, arthritis, I, I understand you don't have any images in front of you, but you know, what types of things would he go through before you would recommend uh, surgery or, or like an ankle replacement or something like that? Yeah. So, you know, first off, obviously looking at x-rays and when you get to those more moderate to severe changes of the joint, you know, meaning almost bone on bone, kind of that generic term we, we use. A lot of times we try injections, try bracing, physical therapy to see if that helps alleviate the pain. A lot of times in those severe joints, those just are going to be band-aids and maybe provide a month or three months of relief. And then when, you know, when we decide to do the process, the, the nice thing now about the ankle replacements, you know, when they started to come out in the 80s, they were only lasting three to five years. And so you tell a patient that, hey, I'm going to do this major ankle surgery on you, and we're probably going to come back in three or five years, and you're going to be six months of non-weight bearing, bed, you know, kind of bedridden, and, and we're going to have to do that again that wasn't very appealing. Well, in probably about 10 years ago, they've really started to make strides in, in understanding the, the uh, ankle joint. It's a different joint than a hip or a shoulder or a knee and, and taking again, some of the things they've learned from those, but incorporating those in the ankle, they've made some good strides where they're lasting now 12 to 15, even 20 years. And, you know, when you do that at 65, that gets someone to 80, you know, and then at that point, you know, you can make a decision there. And they also now have revisional implants, meaning if the original implant wears out, we can come back and put in a second implant that would continue to get ankle joint, you know, range of motion and stuff, as opposed to just an ankle fusion where you would 
put screws or, or rods in the ankle to fuse it and it doesn't move. And so, you know, the last few years I was trained in the, you know, this technology. And so we've uh, done a, a fair amount here in the last few years since I've come here. And I think it's changed where in residency, I, I did some ankle joints, probably, I probably was 60% fusion, 40% uh, ankle joint replacement. Whereas now I'm probably 80 or 90% ankle joint replacement versus fusion. People do better with them, you know, and, and those kind of things. And so the process involves, you know, they have this uh, technology now where we can make uh, cutting guides specifically for the patient, which speeds up the, the uh, uh, surgery, speeds, um, and, and in a sense makes the implant a little more custom fit for the patient. Um, and so we would get a CT scan and, and then they can build these these uh, uh, instrumentation for the surgery to help the patient out. And, and uh, again, I think most patients that have undergone these, these uh, implants would say they, w they wish they would have done it earlier, or, you know, three to five years earlier. And I've done uh, ankle replacements on anybody from 35 years old to uh, 75 years old. Um, you know, again, anybody from major car accidents where they have just severe post-traumatic arthritis to people with just osteoarthritis that wear and tear or severe gouty arthritis or rheumatoid arthritis, you know, those kind of things. So would there be, um, precautions, you know, like a hip replacement, they have to avoid, you know, bending over, crossing their legs. Are there, um, what types of precautions are there with an ankle joint replacement? Yeah. Uh, so no significant precautions after they've, you know, gone through their appropriate rehab and everything, but, uh, you know, initial rehab, it's four to six uh, weeks of non-weight bearing. I have had a few go eight weeks with very poor bone quality and things like that. And then after that, it's a protected weight bearing for four to six weeks. And then usually at that 10 to 12 week mark, it's returning to some activities. Uh, usually the long precautions is, you know, there's not a lot of recommended running or, you know, playing basketball, jumping, those kind of things, but people can return to golfing and biking and, um, you know, hanging out with the grandkids, those kind of things. Lower impact. Lower, type of mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. If you, so we're coming up on, um, I often say I don't like this season, summer because of flip-flop season yeah. <laughs> and people will get a lot of foot pain. I guess it's good for business. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what would you just, to give people um, some tips for general foot health um, or general tips in the summer when they are wanting to wear maybe some poor quality footwear. Uh, do you have some general guidelines that you think um, if people followed this, they'd have better foot health? What would it be? Yeah, yeah I think uh, one thing is the 80-20 rule I usually tell people. So, you know, 80% of the time you need to be in a good supportive shoe of, you know, with you know, a good heel on it, um, good support through the arch and, you know, allowing good movement and a, a, you know, a good fitting shoe. And then that allows you, you know, on the weekend or, you know, the two hours at the pool to wear some flip flops and, you know, to do that. Um, and so again, I think that'll prevent a lot of problems, you know, with that other things you recommend is good, you know, uh, lotion and moisture balance and, you know, prevent your skin from getting calluses and, you know, a lot of people that wear flip-flops um, because their feet tend to dry out a lot and they tend to get, you know, 
they get a pressure point and it turns into a callus and some calluses are not painful and some are very painful. Um, and so, you know, doing that and then just, again, just protecting your feet, especially if you have, you know, other things that can, you know, comorbidities like diabetes, poor circulation or peripheral vascular disease, um, you know, certain arthritis and things, just protecting your feet from cuts and bruises and things like that, you know, People can get a small little sticker and have neuropathy and not feel that. And that can, you know, you've had those that obviously have developed into severe complications requiring amputation, you know, from a small pin or small sticker. You know, one of the most common questions we get is, you know, when should I seek out a, you know, a podiatrist, uh, you know, professional opinion on pain or thing. And what I tell people is, you know, if, if pain doesn't usually go away within about 10 to 14 days, then the, then something else is going on besides a, you know, just a minor sprain or bruise or something like that. Um, and again, you know, if it affects your life, you know, if you're saying, man, I haven't been able to, to go or walk, walk my dogs more than just down the block for years. Well, you know, again, most of the time there's things that we can do that are simple or, or conservative that can help alleviate those things and help you enjoy life more. And sometimes it does require surgery, but in most cases, there are things that we can do to help people you know, get back to what they want to do and be able to enjoy life more. And then those kind of things. So. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's um, wonderful to, to have this information from you. If, um, if people want to visit with you more about this or they want to consult with you, how can they get a hold of you or, or um, where, where can they reach out to you at? Yeah, so uh, they can either call our office at 308-532-3600 and we can make an appointment whether, you know, we we have uh, three podiatrists here in North Platte and we travel around about a two-hour radius around North Platte from McCook or even into Kansas to Ogallala or Ord um, and we can, you know, see you there and that's what I think we love to do is to, to you know, meet people locally where, you know, to provide services so they don't have to do a lot of traveling um, and I think that's one thing we offer and they can also you know email us there um, at our our website they can visit it's uh, great plains or excuse me gpfootandankle.com and uh, um, they can there there's a lot of tips there that they can find and find some answers and resources and and again if you know those aren't helping they can give us a call and we can help them out great wonderful well I really appreciate you joining me today. And um, I thank you. Thank you a lot. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Becky.